Chris Lee and Blake Lovell here to preview week one matchup between Middle Tennessee State and Alabama. That's going to be Saturday, September the 2nd, 6.30 Central. The Vegas line has Alabama favored by 39 with a 55-point over-under, which implies a final score of 47-8. to Like Alabama's done pretty well in openers, it's got a situation where it's going to probably be choosing between three quarterbacks. We don't know who that's going to be. We're doing this Monday, August the 7th. But very much looking forward to seeing what these two teams bring to the table on September the 2nd. Yep, we always do these early previews just to kind of set the foundation for you to give you an idea of what to expect. But we will obviously update our thoughts on this game as we get closer once we know who Alabama's starting quarterback is going to be. Betting odds seem to suggest that will be Ty Simpson right now, Tyler Buckner behind that, Jalen Milrow behind him. But it's betting odds, and uh, I think Nick Saban's um, thoughts on things will probably be more important than the betting odds on this, but an interesting matchup. Nonetheless, MTSU Rick Stock still still there. Um, been there for quite a while now. And, um, you know, Hey, they're coming off an eight win season. That was a step back in the right direction, I think for them, but obviously have some production to replace specifically when you look at the guys on the offensive side. So we'll see if, uh, perhaps there's a path for MTSU, uh, to score a victory against Alabama. I think, as you said, according to the spread, Going to be hard to do as a probably close to 40-point underdog heading into this one. Well, we are located in the Nashville area, so Murfreesboro, where MTSU's campus is, not too far from us. We've got some familiarity with that program, but it's weird. This was a program that had its bread buttered more on defense last year than offense. Stockstill has generally been an offensive coach where they, they rack up some numbers. They've run into some trouble when they played some Power 5 teams, although – uh, Miami says hello there. The, the Blue Raiders went to Miami last year and upset the Hurricanes there. But the offense wasn't very good a year ago. It, it did score 28.8 points a game, but really I, I think a lot of those points came off, off defense, which we'll get to that in a minute. Middle changing quarterbacks, losing some production, I think, in the run game and a receiver. It averaged a year ago when it tried to run the ball, 4.2 yards per play. 5.8 per pass play, turned it over 1.9% of snaps, which is exactly the rate that Alabama forced. The Crimson Tide gave up four and a half yards per rushing play, just 4.7 per passing play. And again, that adjusts for sacks. But um, I would think Middle would, would probably want to run it more than it throws it, given the matchup. But last mm-hmm. year, it threw it or it threw it 58% of the time. So I don't know. I, I think this is a matchup that not surprisingly – is going to tilt pretty heavily in Alabama's favor. Well, keep in, keep in mind, MTSU introduced the air raid offense last year with Mitch Stewart. So I, I think they're going to try to throw the ball. Um, and I think it's just a matter of can they do it as effectively, right? Is Because Chase Cunningham, again, is not there. Um, you have a new quarterback under center. And I think now maybe into year two with the air raid, can you do some things differently? But like you said, I think they, they, they do want to get a running game going. Um, that would be nice to have. And, um, like you said, the yards per carry numbers and stuff were not great last year. Frank Pezzett's back. Um, I think he had, what, almost 770-something yards, uh, quite a few scores. So can they just keep him involved? Because that will be something they need for a team that has to replace its top three wide receivers. Um, Jalen Lane transferred to Virginia Tech. Uh, they've got D.J. England Chisholm coming back and someone who we've seen just can have breakout performances, which – I'm going to tie all together here in a second, Chris, when you go back to the Miami game. I've got some a wild theme for you on that uh, if you're trying to find an upset here. But otherwise, yeah, I mean, it's a, 
it's an offense with some questions still. And like you said, I think just the adjustment period, maybe last year, but now you've got to change some personnel and having to replace quite a few, you know, productive receivers and those kind of things. It's going to be tough going against an Alabama defense to just look at the names that are there. Jaheim Otis kind of, you know, anchoring that front. Uh, Dallas Turner, Kool-Aid McKinstry keep going down the line. Kevin Steele's back to take over the defense. They don't have as many returning starters maybe as they they sometimes usually do, but it's Alabama, right? Defense is, is defense at Alabama. They're going to play some defense. And, um, yeah, so I, I think even with an offense like this that, you know, runs a certain style, I feel like just trying to crack Alabama's defense is going to be a tall order for this, this MTSU team. Yeah, Alabama gave up 18.2 points a game a year ago. Middle scored 28.8. All right, on the other side of the ball, I suspect we're going to see a heavy dose of the run. Alabama's got a, a pretty talented running back room, anxious to get our first glimpse at Justice Haynes, their star freshman who might be the, the next big one. Uh, you'll see McClellan and Williams a good bit. Uh, I don't know what you'll see at quarterback. But Alabama a year ago scored 41.1 a game. Middle gave up 27.7 a game. But when you look into that, that I think some of that might just be failure of offense and, and field position because Middle – and if this game is closer than people think, circle this stat. MTSU last year forced turnovers on 3.3% of snaps. That is elite. It gave up 4.8 yards per rushing play, which is okay – six and a half yards per passing play, which is okay. Uh, Alabama averaged 7.6 yards per pass play, 6.2 per rush play, and again, turned it over 1.9% of the time. Anything that stands out here on, on this side of the matchup, Blake? Well, I mean, look, we don't know who the quarterback's going to be. Like we said, we'll update our thoughts once we figure that out. But you, you have to, if you go beyond the quarterback, there's just there's a lot of names there that can do some really good things. And I think, like you said, what's interesting is MTSU's defense was a team that maybe, you know, they struggled statistically in a couple areas, you know, as you can look at it, but it's like, they still had 20 interceptions. Um, I told you that it's like the, the college football news preview had a great stat. I think they have 67 takeaways past three years um, for, for this defense. And so, yeah, I mean, that's the key to success. If you're trying to pull off a huge upset like this or, you know, to have a shot is forcing turnovers. And this is certainly a defense been able to do it. And they've got some experience there and the guys that, that are there, on that side, but like I said, on the Alabama offensive side, sure, all the talk's going to be around who's the quarterback going to be, and that is obviously the most important aspect of running your offense, but at the same time, you talked about the running back group, how many talented players are there. Any of those guys could go off for 100 yards at any time. It feels like that's the norm in Alabama. A lot of wide receiver production returning. Um, you know, I've added some speed to the mix. We talked about Malik Benson, what he could do, had a big spring there. Um, J.C. Latham kind of leading the, the offensive line, even though they don't have a ton of starter, starters returning there. And then it's just kind of looking at, you know, what you're going to see from Tommy Reese's offensive approach. So a lot of fascinating elements for this Alabama offense heading into game one, and I think it makes it harder to predict exactly what the output's going to be because there's new at quarterback, there's new at offensive coordinator. Um, but, man, there's a lot of returning production there too that – these guys have are kind of established themselves and, and should take another step forward with the when added year of experience under their belt. So yeah, again, you take the line, you take the over under, the final score according to Vegas, 47 to 8. Last year, Middle Tennessee State did give up some points in, in a lot of these games, 35 to Western Kentucky, 40 at Louisiana Tech. Um, you know, just I, I feel like Alabama in some of these games, because 38 is a lot of points or 39. 
And I, I feel like time and time again in openers in the past, Alabama will be playing a, a team. You're just going, man, I, I can't believe the spread's this high, You know, whether it's Southern Cal or somebody like that. And then Alabama puts a 30 or 40-point beat down on whoever it is on the other side of the ball. And if you were looking at this at some other places, FPI and SP Plus are not encouraging in terms of the Blue Raiders keeping this close because those both have this as a 41-point game. Yeah, I mean, look, I'll give you the coverage numbers we always bring up. We like their betting trends. Again, we're not professional bettors. Let's put that out there. But there are always some interesting trends they give you. Uh, MTSU 4-0 and against the spread in their last four non-conference games. They're over as five and one in their last six road games. Alabama, um, not a lot here that I see that's very interesting. They're under as four and one in their last five home games. But again, that's going to probably be SEC games, right? Maybe a, a non-SEC opponent thrown in there somewhere. But here's the thing, right? And we, we look back at the, the Miami game last year for MTSU. And if you're trying to craft the scenario to a victory, right? To an improbable victory here for MTSU, which I think is a lot to ask for. But what did they do, Chris? And there were a couple things. Big plays, forced turnovers. Well, they had they had forced turnovers, but they had a lot of big time plays. DJ England Chisholm, who we talked about earlier, two receptions for 169 yards and two touchdowns. He had a 98 yard touchdown in that game receiving. Jalen Lane, who I know is transferred, had an 89 yard reception in that game. Elijah Metcalf, one reception, 69 yards, and a touchdown. Big plays, right? Like it's big playability. If you're looking at an air raid offense, that's what you want to see. Um, and so I think, again, it's just you're replacing the quarterback, though. And you said fourth turnovers, three turnovers for Miami in that game. Um, and so, look, we say all that to say if you're trying to craft something MTSU-wise as a huge underdog, which they were not as huge of an underdog in the Miami game, but this one, that's what you have to do. You have to force turnovers. And, again, maybe a new quarterback, you get a couple of those forcing turnovers early, perhaps. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm going to pick Alabama to win the game. I think even as a non-professional better, I would be more intrigued by the over-under at 55. I'd probably take the under versus, I think you always say, 40 points just feels like a lot of points, right? And it's it's hard for us to just go out and say, oh, yeah, that's definitely going to win that game by 40 points. I, I have no idea. So I would rather probably go with the under on this one because I could see both defenses forcing some mistakes here, um, and maybe that limits the scoring opportunities, uh, but still think Alabama – with all the weapons on offense, with all the the big time playmakers on defense, it's just yeah, it's a it's a big challenge for Rick Stockwell's team. All right, we're here to cover every single SEC game this football season. Best way to get those: hit the subscribe button, hit the like button. That helps our analytics. Also, he is Blake Lovell. I'm Chris Lee. We're Southeastern 14. We'll see you again soon.